This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. How many of you are glad to still be in the land of the living? I thank God for Jesus and I thank God for you tuning into Faith Talk. I am your host, Lolita Jones, and I have a great surprise for you. Hallelujah. A mighty man of valor, a fearless courage, a man of God that loves the people of God. He loves ministry. If you hear him and his wife, oh my goodness, it's like they have this soaking music going on. Hallelujah. Right there on Facebook. And they, uh, 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 they help bring you into the presence of the Lord. I thank God for their music. I thank God for their ministry. I thank God for the Morgan group. Hallelujah. And I thank God for the mighty man of God, Pastor Gregory Morgan. Hallelujah. He's coming at this time to speak to the hearts of God's people. I ask you to take out your pens and your paper. Get ready to take notes. Get ready to praise God. Get ready to receive a word from the living God. God bless you. Amen. God bless all of you. This is a day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in this day. And I tell you what, I'm just so thankful that the Lord allowed me to see this day. And if we go a little further, we'll enter his gates with thanksgiving and we'll enter his courts with praise. And if we were at church, I would say, did you all come in this, those church doors with praise on your lips? Did you come in here to thank God, and if, and if they would say yes, I'd say, now let us raise our hands and praise him. Let us raise our hands and worship him because he is good. God has been so good to us. He's been better to us than we have even been to ourselves. Now, somebody ought to say amen with that. It is him that gives us the air to breathe. It is him that gives us the activity of our limbs. If it wasn't for the Lord, where would we be? How would we live? How would we function? The writer in the Bible said it is in him that we live, it's in him that we move, and it's in him that we have our being. So if you take God away from us, we have nothing and we are nothing. If you take the Lord away from us, you might as well just erase our name and erase our being because we are nothing. I like the song that says, without God, I can do nothing. I'd be like a ship on the ocean or on the sea without a sail. I would not be able to have no control or be able to do anything. So I'm so thankful for what God has done for us in our lives and what he's doing for all of us, not just me, for you all too. He is blessing us. He's taking us into higher heights in him and deeper debts in him as well. Uh, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for how you have blessed us to see this wonderful day that you made. We're rejoicing in this day. We're being glad in this day. We thank you, Lord, for healing. We thank you for strength. We thank you for the activity of our limbs. We just thank you, Father, for all that you have done for us. And we thank you for what you're going to do for us, Lord. We thank you for where you brought us from. We were a mess, but you sent your son, Jesus, and Jesus came and died for our sins. He took everything to Calvary, and here we are, saved and sanctified and filled with your precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And, Lord, we're determined to live for you. <clears throat> we're determined to serve you. 
We're determined to praise you and worship you because you've been so good to us and you've been so kind to us. Now, Lord, I ask that you open up our ears to hear your word, open up our heart to receive your word. Lord, even open up our eyes to see your word. Oh, God, we're living by your word and we're living by faith. And, Father, I know you can if you only will. Touch everybody that's listening on this line. You know the needs of your people. You know our desires, Lord. Let our needs and desires line up according to your holy will. And you will answer, and you will be there for us to see us through. We know you can if you only will. And in your son Jesus' name, I thank you. And we thank you and we praise you and give glory and honor unto you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. I tell you what, prayer just does something for you. It just it lifts you up. It fills you up, and it charges you, and it just gets us ready to take on these things that we are have strength to do. Uh, I'm going to have, with Scripture that we're going to go in today, the Lord has put it in my heart, and I've been thinking about it and pondering on it all week and studying it and writing things out, doing my reference. We're going to go to 1 John, the second chapter, verses 1 through 6. That's 1 John, the second chapter, verses 1 through 6. I know some of you probably have your Bibles. Others of you probably have your tablets and your notebooks. But whatever you have, it's the Word of God. And I'm praying that that Word jumps off of that tablet or jump off the Word, the Bible, and it just and just uh permeates in our soul and in our spirit. So 1 John 2 and 1, it reads this. I'm reading the ESV version, the English Standard Version, uh, so bear with me in this version. It says, my little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Verse 3, and by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whosoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keeps his word in him, truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. And the last verse, number six, Whosoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked, which Jesus walked. That's what we're talking about. And for our thought on this evening, is Christ our advocate? If we were in church, I'd have you repeat it after me. Christ our advocate. I used to work in the factory in the plant. And it, I was a union uh, uh, member. And being a union re- member, we had people that represented us. 
And the people that represented us was, was either called a committee man or they were called the union stewards. And the purpose of them was to represent us if we felt like we were being mistreated or if we felt like we were being wronged any kind of way. We would put in for a committee call or we would call our union steward and address to him the problem. And our union steward would go to management and say, well, this is the situation we have here. So our union steward or our committee man was acting on behalf as an advocate. He was acting on behalf as a lawyer. This is the power and authority that he had when we worked in there. And he had to represent us because we voted for him and because we elected him to that position, he was obligated to represent us. Now, the good thing was he represented us when we were innocent. But do you not know he even had to represent us if we were guilty? It was his job to represent us. Whether he liked us or not, he had to represent us. Now, if we take this up a little bit, a little bit higher to a higher level, there's the attorneys, the legal lawyers that represent us. And let's not forget, we have to pay them a fee. We have to give them a retainer amount to let them know, hey, we're serious about this case. And that is, that's on the point of if we're innocent about this particular case. We had to pay this attorney. And whether this attorney liked us or not, he had to represent us because he was in that position. He went to school. He then studied all his law. He then went before the bar. He then passed the bar examination, and now he's legally attorney representing us. So I want to talk tonight about another person, and we call him an attorney. We do say that. He's a lawyer in the courtroom. Yes, Jesus is. But let me tell you something. He's more than just a lawyer in the courtroom. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And I'm going to tell you something, and people don't know how to look at this and register this right, but he's the son of God, equal in power with his heavenly father. So he's more than just a lawyer in a courtroom. He is our advocate. We have Jesus sitting right there on the right hand of God being our advocate. And to even go take it further, he was an advocate before he even went to glory, before he even went back to glory to be with his father. John is the only one that gives reverence, uh, reference to him as that. And in our King James Version of the Bible, listen to how John says this. John says, my little children. John is an old man. Now, he's writing these writings in this first John epistle. He's an older man now. He's somebody that's been with Jesus. He held Jesus. He touched Jesus. Jesus ministered to him as that disciple among the other brothers. So now Jesus has died, and we are many, many years later. John is writing this epistle. He says, my little children. Oh, what an encouragement just right there within itself. My little children. Us as parents, we know how we feel about our children that eventually grow up and get older. But then they're still our children, and we're still there to protect them and to look out for them, and even our grandchildren. So John says, my little children, 
He says, these things write I unto you. John is writing some things to us to give us some instruction, to give us some uh, interpretation of the behavior and the ways that we are to be and how we are to act. My little children, these things write I unto you. And he goes straight to the point that ye sin not. Straight to the point that we sin not. I'm writing these things to you, church, that you will not sin. I'm making you aware of these things that you will not sin. And John, knowing the compassion of Jesus because he was with him, he knows that Jesus was moved with compassion many, many times, and Jesus was always there to help and to be there to bless the people. John says that you sin not, and if any man sin, if any man sin, take we're going to take some real good note of that. If any man sin, well, let me tell you something. I'm going to stop right there and put a bookmark right there. We are going to sin. We have sinned. And then there are some sins of commission that we have committed sin, and there are some sins of omission, things that we, should, that we did not do that we were supposed to do. So there are some sins we're going to commit. But then listen to how John says this that we sin not, but if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Oh, my goodness, I'm encouraged right there. My heart is lifted up right there, the way he says that. We have an advocate with the Father. He goes on to identify this advocate, Jesus Christ the righteous. That's who our advocate is. We have Jesus Christ, the righteous. He is our advocate. Now, let's go a little further on that. He says, and he is, he's, he's given more further definition unto Jesus and his name. He is the propitiation for our sins. Jesus is the propitiation for our sins. And not for our sins only, not for us church folks' sin, not us, not us folk only, but for the sins of the whole world, the sins of the whole world. Now, let's go back down here. When we say this word advocate, this word advocate defined in the dictionary, it has two different, um, I don't want to say meanings, but it has two different types of definitions. One definition of advocate is a noun, and we know a noun is a person, place, or thing. And then we know that it has the definition of a verb. So advocate is not only a noun, but it's a verb, and a verb is an action word. It's a being word, this, this word advocate. Advocate is one who defends or maintains a cause or proposal. I want to say it again. One who defends or maintains a cause or proposal. Definition number two, one who supports or promotes the interests of a cause or group. Doesn't that sound like Jesus? I'm going to go one more step further. But definition number three, one who pleads the cause of another. Tell me that ain't Jesus because Jesus is the one that defends me. Jesus is the one that maintains my cause and my proposal. He did that. Jesus is the one who supports or promotes the interests of us, his little 
brothers and his little sisters, our Heavenly Father's children. And then lastly, Jesus is the one who pleads the cause of us, one who pleads the cause of another before a tribunal or a judiciary court, an advocate. This is what we have in Jesus, an advocate. Now, if I go to the verb meaning of this, this is to support or argue for a cause or a policy, the action word. Jesus shows the action of being an advocate. So not only is he an advocate, he's an advocator, and he's advocating for us. Now, so he is supporting us. The act as advocating for someone or something, and that's what Jesus is doing for us. That's what he's doing for us. More than a lawyer in the courtroom. Yes, he's a doctor in the sick room, but he's my advocator. And I'm so glad that he is, and we all are glad that he is our advocator. So again, John tells us, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. Saints, we cannot sin. We are not supposed to sin. We should not sin. We can't say that we have not sinned because if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and the truth is not in us. So therefore, we repent immediately if we even think we did something or if we even suspect something is not right. We go to him in prayer immediately. Father, forgive me. Forgive me for how I feel. I want to feel right. I want to feel like I'm doing your will. I want to have this holy feeling, this righteous feeling. You made me, Lord. I am your people, and I am one of the sheep of your pastures. So if we sin, we repent. He says it even in the word, and if, he says, if, if any man sin, we have this advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now listen, Jesus Christ is qualified to enter the eternal throne room of God the Father, and represent the child of God. In fact, he is seated at the right-hand throne room in the very presence of God. When he paid the payment for sin, I'm going to say this slowly because I want us to ingest this, digest this, and, and chew this up real good. When he paid the payment for sin, he paid the payment in full. Many times we'll try to buy something today and we'll put a down payment on it or we'll put it in the layaway or we'll fill out a credit application and buy it on credit and we haven't paid for it all the way. But there's a payment that Jesus paid for in full. He didn't need a credit plan. He didn't need to make a down payment. He didn't need, need to put it in the layaway. So this is not a down payment action that he did. This is not a credit action that he did. This is not, and then he didn't even pay half of it down. He paid the price in full, not for a few of us, but for all the world, all the world. Must the world go free and Jesus bear the cross alone? No, because there's a cross for you, and there is a cross for me. There's a cross for you, and there's a cross for us. 
Listen, Jesus told his disciples to use his name when they pray to the Father. So I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and he will grant you your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before, Jesus tells his disciples. So ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy, John 16 and 23. Jesus didn't say he would fulfill every whim. No, he didn't say that. That's not what he's referring to. But he does promise joy to those who pray in his name. He promises us that joy. Now, let me ask you a question. Are you praying in Jesus' name? The things that you're praying for, does it line up according to God's holy will? Is it a prayer that reaches God where he says, I've got to grant that request? Or is this just a prayer that you can consume it upon your lust and have it just because somebody else doesn't have something? No, not so at offer. Offer your own prayer to the Father in Jesus' name. That's what we have to do. Offer our prayers to the Father in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name. Ask him to continue to strengthen your relationship with Jesus. God can do that. Jesus even tells us in John, he has kept all of those that God had given him, except for one, that son of perdition. So Jesus will lose you if God gives you to Jesus. He will not lose you. He cannot lose you. It's impossible. Okay? So we pray that God strengthens our relationship with Jesus, trusting that he will fill our soul with abundant joy. Can't nobody give you joy like God can give you joy. Because the song said, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. Because this joy comes from God. This joy comes from the Lord. This abundant joy, this joy that is everlasting, it comes from the Lord. We're just so thankful that he can represent us. We're so thankful that he can offer something to God that we can't. He's sitting on the right hand of God, right there, sitting right there. So observation, if we, something we want to observe that an advocate an advocate is that one who pleads our case. The New Testament refers to Jesus as the advocate only once, and through this title, it is very rare. It flows with theological significance. Hear me now. This title flows with theological significance. So before we can understand the, the depth of this term theological meaning, we first must consider what the Scripture says about Jesus, the advocate. That's why we read 1 John 2 and 1. We read that and we get the perfect understanding of what Jesus is and what he does. So if we ask the question, a simple question, suppose we say, for what purpose did John write this letter? If we ask, why did John write this letter? to his little children, for one reason and one reason only, so that we may not sin, so that we will not sin. The wine has sung that song, it's good to know you'll be there if ever I fall. 
It's good to know you will be there, Jesus, if ever I fall. Then they say, it's better to know that I don't have to fall at all. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to fall because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And he will not fall and he will not fail. Many who heed the warning of John's letter will still yield to the sinful desires of their flesh from time to time. So John offers a note of good news for believers struggling with sin. And that good note is we have an advocate with the Father. No, I'm not promoting you and allowing you to sin willfully because that's how our flesh and our body is made. No, sir, not at all. What did the scripture say? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? No. Paul said, God forbid. No, not at all. So what does the advocate do? How does Jesus advocate for those who believe in him? Key word, those that believe in him. And then we have to ask ourselves, why is Jesus' advocacy so successful? Or in other words, how does Jesus handle the problem of humanity's sin? But let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. He went to the cross one time, and he'll never go back to the cross again. Never, ever again. He did it one time because of his glory, his honor, and his righteousness. He only had to do it one time because he was the only sacrificial lamb that was holy, without blemish. Children of Israel back in the days were trying to offer God uh, animals and sacrifices that had blemishes and that were lame and that were sick. How are you going to offer a holy God uh, a trifling offering, a, a, a lamb, a weak offering, uh, a lamb that's hurt and limp and sick? No, God, he, he requires and desires an offering without spot, without wrinkle, without any health conditions or anything because he deserves the best. That's what it is, the best. Notice, he is our advocate with the Father, okay? He is our advocate with the Father. He's not no long distance away from the Father. He's our advocate with the Father. Our major concern in life is, how will I be represented before the eternal God of heaven? As a child of God, you can relax. We have an advocate, even if we sin. Some words quoted by Pastor Chuck Swindle. <clears throat> we have this advocate even if we sin. I'm going to move on a little further. As we move on a little further, there's some things that we need to consider. Some things that we need to consider is why is Jesus' advocate see, so essential? Why is it so essential? Why is it so important? Come on, hear me, church. Hear me, people of God. Why is this so important? First, we need an advocate because we continue to sin. We need it. We need this advocacy. We need him. And then second, we need an advocate because we are weak. Our body is weak. Our flesh is weak. Sometimes our spirit is strong, but then sometimes our spirit gets weak, and we need extra strength to press on. And who does that strength come from? That strength comes from Jesus. Remember I said earlier, in him we move, in him we live, and in him we have our being. It's in him. And then third, 
We need an advocate because we are continually being accused. Somebody out there say accused. Yes, we are continually being accused. That Satan, that dragon, that demon, that Satan, constantly standing in the presence of a holy God, accusing us before God. He's accusing us just like he did Job, just like he did Job. He's standing before a holy God, accusing us. Well, what do you mean, Pastor Morgan, when you say that? The devil is still standing there saying, look at him. He ain't going to do right. He's going to sin. Look at him, God. Look at him. He's getting ready to fall because he's not trusting in you. He's being weak. We got to learn how to shut the devil up. We shut the devil up by believing in God and by trusting in God and obeying him. That's how we shut him up. Jesus shut him up with the word. What a, a great example. What a, a perfect example to shut the devil up with the word of God. So you don't got to think of no answer. All you got to do is re- remember the answer that the Holy Ghost is going to bring to your mind, to remember the word of God, to put it on him. And I am hurrying up along. <clears throat> Jesus sent the Holy Spirit as another advocate, as another comforter. Jesus sent him who would empower God's earthly people to carry on his heavenly mission. And so Jesus remains with the Father in heaven. The effects of his advocacy are very real on earth today. The effects of his advocacy, what he's done already, what he does not have to do again, it's already effective. So as I get ready to close, The lasting benefits of Jesus' advocacy, just four of them, the lasting benefits of Jesus' advocacy. Number one, we have been justified before God. Now, that's something to shout about right now. We have been justified before God by Jesus who sits right by his side. Yes, Jesus is justifying us before God. Number two. We claim forgiveness for our sins. Because he did this, we can claim forgiveness for our sins. We don't have to be bound. The Lord delivered you. Why should you be bound? We claim forgiveness for our sins. Number three, we gain strength amid our weaknesses. Even though we we, we will get strength. When I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. We get strength in our weakness because of Jesus, the effects of Jesus have on our life and being right on the right-hand side of God. <clears throat> Number four, we live confidently despite the adversity of accusations. Again, we can live confidently despite the adversaries, accusations, And what I'm trying to say is what the devil is saying to God, what he's trying to tell God about us, constantly accusing us, we can live confidently knowing that, okay, the devil's going to do this. The devil's going to say that. But I trust in your word, God, and you have forgiven me and you have washed me. You have cleansed me, Jesus. So we can live confidently. The devil works in crafty ways. 
and his accusations against you often leave the stinging feeling of guilt. We don't have to be guilty. We don't have to feel guilt because he delivered us. We don't have to feel shame, and we don't have to fear at all because of the sins that we committed, because he's washed us and he's cleansed us. Yet the forgiveness the advocate provides not only erases the debt of sin, it eliminates the burden of sin as well. It eliminates it. It's gone, y'all. It's behind the back of God, those sins. It's gone. It's no longer there. So do you ever feel accused even after you've asked God for forgiveness? Do you feel accused? Do you feel sad after you ask him forgiveness? For most of us, yes, we feel bad after we've asked him to forgive us. What would it look like for you to embrace and walk in his forgiveness? What would it feel like to walk in his forgiveness? It feels good to walk in his forgiveness because we're healed, Bishop G.E. Patterson. We're delivered, and we are set free. The scripture I want to read to you is my closing scripture. It says in Hebrews 4 and 15, For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Jesus can feel our infirmities. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's what I'm trying to convey to you. Listen to that Hebrews, how it says it, how he words it. We have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. That's plural. With our infirmities. But was in all points tempted like as we are. But the key point is, yet without sin. Yes, Jesus was tempted, but he had no sin. There was no guile found in his mouth. He didn't joke. He didn't just. He didn't laugh at dirty jokes. He did not. None was found in his mouth. The Bible says he was yet without sin. That's how he became our perfect sacrifice. So let us come boldly to the throne of grace. We can come boldly. I don't care what you've done in your past life. I don't care the things you've said, the things you've done. You can come boldly to the throne of grace and find help in time of need. We thank you, Jesus. Let me pray this prayer to close out. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus, whose name is above every other name. Thank you for his willingness to come to earth, to die on the cross, and to advocate from us so you might declare us as righteous. Help us remember, Lord, we have an advocate in Jesus Christ so we might live our life depending on the divine aid only he can provide. We pray to Jesus, and we thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in the past, what you're doing now, and what you are doing in the future. 
and will forever always give you the glory and the honor. We will acknowledge you in all of our ways so that you can direct our paths. In the mighty, precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you, people. Remember, we have an advocate, Jesus the righteous. God bless you. Did you enjoy that word? Did you enjoy that word? Christ, our advocator. He's our advocate. He's our advocate. Hallelujah. Lawyers. I went to law school and I remember the various lawyers, my professors and everyone, they um talked about all the famous cases that they tried in the court of law. Some of them tried in the Supreme Court. But I, I, I as I listened to them, they can brag about their name. They can brag about all that they do, but they lost many cases. I can brag about the name of Jesus. I can brag about who Jesus is. I can brag about what Jesus can do. And he never lost the case. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you glad that Jesus is your advocate? He's sitting on the right-hand side of our father interceding. He's pleading. He's, he's telling the father, no, 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 my blood covered them. No, 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 they are in me. I'm in them. They in me. Oh, no. Uh -uh. I said, because the accuser, the accuser, the Bible says over in the book of Revelation, the accuser, he's accusing us night and day before the Lord. But we thank God that we have an advocate. Ha, ha, hallelujah. He's not slack concerning his promises. He said he would never leave us nor forsake us. Even up in the courtroom of heaven, he's still on our side. We thank God for this mighty man of God, Pastor Gregory Morgan, for ministering to us on tonight. And I ask you, I ask you, I ask you to follow us on pray.com. You can look us up, Life Changers Ministries. You will see my face. Hallelujah. Lolita Jones. Um, follow us right there on, on, on Facebook. You can like our page. You can send an invite. We will accept your invite. We will accept your friend request, Life Changers Ministries, LCM, and also on our website. Go to our website. Just view it. Uh, we're still building it. I'm still in the process of building it. I built the first page already, and um, it's time to go a little further. When I get time, I'll do it. But um, um, just go to our website. You'll find my books there. You'll find books of two of my friends right there because we all of us were walking by faith and, and we are the just we the seed of the righteous so we're we have combined our forces together hallelujah to bump bombard heaven oh god as we win souls for christ you will find daily devotions devotions word of the uh, ministry i should say word ministry that the lord he give me and i write it out and he and after it encourages me I ask him, can I encourage your people? And he allowed me to encourage thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people daily via Facebook, pray.com, personal text message. I group me. Hallelujah. Then we have a, our, our LCM. We have another stream that we're able to just send one bulk uh, uh, saying. Uh, we send a scripture out to just encourage the, the saints that God is with us and he will never leave us. I thank you for subscribing right here to Faith Talk. How you could have subscribed to anybody's podcast. But God led you right here to Life Changers Ministries Faith Talk Podcast. And I have a surprise for each and every one of you. Our Faith Talk Conference will convene April 27th and 28th. 
we will have the promotions and our announcements coming out soon but i ask you to save the date april 27th and april 28th it's a friday i mean a thursday and a friday at 7 p.m we will be in our faith talk conference i ask you to come with your shouting shoes on because oh god have blessed us with mighty men I thank God for those that have been partnering and networking with Life Changers Ministries because we're trying to win the loss and yet build the kingdom of God. We're building the kingdom. That's why it's important for us to have the word ready, have the word ready 24-7 so people all across this earth can hear the word of our God. We thank God for you for your support. We thank God for you partnering with us with your prayer with your finances. We thank you for just visiting us right here on Faith Talk. Uh, uh, we pray, praise God for you. I thank God for all of our partners because without God and our partners, hallelujah, this could not be happening without God and our partners. So it takes financial support to support the ministry. You know, in ministry, it takes finances. And we thank God that there are partners that I'm believing God for millionaire partners and billionaire partners to join forces with us, to, to partner with us as we continue to spread. We are nine nations right now. I want to at least jump to at least 30 nations by the end of 2023. That's my desire. And one thing about it is I read in the word of God that when you delight Light yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires and hidden petitions of your heart. I'm not trying to compete with anybody. I've never been a competitive person. Not like this. In sports, yes, but not like this. I, I, I've, I've never been jealous or envious of anyone. May God bless you because I don't know what you went through to get rid of what you have. So I, I thank God for, for the trials and tribulations that he brought me through to get me where I am today to believe him for the impossible. Because I found out if I, if I am experiencing the impossible in my life, I have a God. Ooh, I have an anchor. I have the author and the finisher of my face. faith. He's backing me. He's in front of me. He's on side of me. He's beneath me. He's under me. He's carrying me through all of this. And all I have to do is just trust him. That's all we have to do. But a past having doubts, have a PhD in Christ, have a PhD in your faith, past having doubts. You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. I've seen him activate his work in my life. I see him working in my life right now. I see him in every area of my, because I give him permission. God, it's not my will. Let me throw my will aside. Your will be done in Lolita as you have it written in heaven. So I thank God. I thank God for each and every one of you. We have a team. I call them the dream team because they are some praying folks. Woo! They are some praying people and I thank God for them. We have so many that's across the United States that, that have partnered with with um, life changers. We thank God for them. They are prayer warriors. We thank God. So when you send a prayer request and when it hit my phone or hit the inbox of Facebook or hit the inbox of our email addresses, yes, I, 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 I pray for them. I put them on my wall. I go into my prayer chamber and pray, but I send it out that hundreds and hundreds of prayer warriors right here, not just in the United States, but also in nine other nations are praying for you. You may not, you don't have to, I hear you, Holy Spirit. You don't have to know them that's praying for you. Just know that they are, we are bombarding heaven on your behalf. 
Thank you for tuning in to Faith Talk. We praise God for you. Join us as we enter into our fifth week on, on Monday. Join us. Join us. 6 a.m. prayer. Hallelujah. And then 6 p.m. We will come back, back with the word of the living God. Until Monday morning, until, continue to enjoy the blessings of the Lord. God bless you.